Well, I'm on the winning side. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Hello, friends, and welcome to the Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. It is God's desire for His people to experience victory and to live on the winning side each and every day. We are so glad that you have joined us today and pray you will be blessed as you listen to today's edition of The Winning Side with Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. Thank you for joining us today. It is Friday, December 15th, and hope you're having a great day. We're glad to be with you on the radio, 95.9 FM, also the radio app and the podcast. Thank you for those who are joining us uh, there. And then on Facebook and YouTube, thank you so much for tuning in today, and I hope you're having a great day. We are uh, excited about today. Today is a very special day. Of course, it's Friday, and uh, most people love Fridays, and, and I, I love Fridays. I think I, lo- I know I love Sundays more than I love Fridays, but I do love Fridays. But it's a special day because we had this morning our uh, Christmas chapel uh, for Victory Christian Academy. We got to hear from our different classes. They had some song, Christmas songs, Christmas poems, uh, some Bible verses they quoted. And uh, we uh, rep- uh, recognized, that's the word I'm looking for, recognized those on the honor roll. And uh, we had a good time and good spirit. A lot of, of course, the kids were there, but then uh, the parents and family members, church members. It was great uh, this morning. But play, please pray for our students. They are on Christmas break. It's official. And uh, they've got about a little over two weeks off. So that's wonderful. And I hope that uh, our, our students and teachers and school families I hope you enjoy the Christmas break, and that's a wonderful time of year, and I'm excited about it for my kids. I'm excited about it for my family, and we thank the Lord uh, for that. We're looking forward to a great day on Sunday. Uh, Don't miss the services. Sunday school is at 10 o'clock, morning service at 11, and then Sunday night, 6 o'clock. Sunday night, after the service, we'll have our uh, Christmas cookie fellowship, and that's always a wonderful time. There'll be cookies and brownies and cupcakes and uh, different desserts. There'll be some coffee and hot chocolate. Just be a special uh, time to be together, just a fellowship. And then the next Sunday, the 24th, which is Christmas Eve, we'll have no Sunday school. Uh, We're not running our buses. We'll have 11 o'clock Sunday morning and then 5 o'clock Sunday evening is our candlelight service. And we're looking forward to a great time uh, with that. Happy birthday today to Elizabeth Barnes. Happy birthday to Caitlin Jones. A happy birthday to John Vick. And then tomorrow, Saturday, happy birthday to Lily Keeter, Pam Lee, and Jocelyn McLeod. I hope you have a great day. Happy birthday to you. And we thank the Lord for you. Let's be in prayer today for our church. Uh, Pray for our school. Pray for our missionaries. Let's pray for all of our ministries. Uh, Pray for our members and uh, pray for one another. Let's pray God would use us to be a blessing to somebody else. And uh, not just what can everybody do for us, uh, but what can we do for somebody? And I hope that'll be a blessing to you. Uh, We're going to go to a song. And uh, right after this song, we will get into our Bible study. We're going to finish up a series today we've been doing about uh, some of the the hardships uh, that, that took place during the Christmas story. But these are some folks that just kept going, didn't quit. And I thank God for that testimony. We'll get into it right after this song.
voice declaring, it's Christmas. So give me Christmas, the gift of God's own Son. It's Christmas, love and joy come to you, and a Merry Christmas too, and God bless you and send you a Happy New Year, and God send you a Happy New Year. Here we come a caroling, we raise our voice to sing. from above, but the very best gift is Jesus' love. So to every single nation comes this joyous celebration, the gift of our salvation is Christmas. for that. I hope you love these songs and I love all the music and I thank God for our radio station and what a blessing to be able to turn on the radio and be able to hear some good music or to hear a, uh, some preaching or a Bible study or uh, you know hear the church services. I'm thankful we have all of our church services uh, live on the radio and that's just such a blessing and you know some folks don't know how to do Facebook and YouTube and all this high-tech stuff but just about anybody can turn on a radio and get the dial set and or push the button, right? Sometimes you don't have to turn the dial. You just push the button. It'll find it for you and then turn the volume up. And uh, I hope that's a blessing. We have said there are some, some things, some lessons we can learn from the Christmas story and uh, some reminders of not quitting. Don't quit when things get hard. We have seen the disappointments that Mary and Joseph faced. Uh, we saw the danger they faced. We saw a delay. Uh, they went through a time when they were in a holding pattern. They, they just had to wait. And there was nothing they could do. They were waiting on a word from God. As a matter of fact, they were waiting for somebody to die. It was when Herod was dead. Then God said, all right, it's time to go. Uh, but then we saw yesterday, we saw the, uh, the difficulty, the hardship of finances. We said debt was the word we used. And of course, I don't think it's a good idea to get into debt. Um, and I think you ought to try to avoid it. And I think you ought to do all you can. And obviously for most folks, for your house or car, probably that's something you have to do. And now if you read Dave Ramsey, you probably, he doesn't even think you should do that, but you need to figure that out. But I will say this, 
when you go through financial hardships, that's not the time to quit on God. That's not the time to quit on your family. That's not the time to, to run away from the problems. It's time to trust God and just stick with it. Be faithful and uh, God will take care of you and he'll take care of me. I want you to see today, number five, and I'll give you two thoughts quickly today. But I see number five, there was the hardship of disillusionment. You say, what in the world is disillusionment? Well, I'll tell you what it is. The, the dictionary definition is basically this. It is when you think that something is going to be better and it doesn't turn out like what you thought it would be. Uh, that, that's just a very simplified definition. That's what disillusionment is. Disillusionment is you think you're going to get this job and you don't get it. Uh, disillusionment is you do get the job that you wanted and then you get the job and you find out, oh, that's not as good as I thought it was going to be. Uh, disillusionment is uh, you, you, you expect that things are going to be different with your marriage or with your children and they don't, they don't work out the way you thought they were going to work out. That's disillusionment. You see, for Mary and Joseph, and we've already talked about some of this, but there was some disillusionment, I'm sure. For them, their baby not being born at home, and of course, in those days, they weren't born in hospitals and all that, but to, to not have the comforts of home, uh, to not be able to be in a place where you could rest and have all of your things and have your family and friends, and, and to be born, for, for baby Jesus to be born in a barn, to be born in a manger, uh, it's just amazing to think of the disillusionment that could have come. By the way, this was Mary's first baby. Now, she had other babies after Jesus. Uh, Mary and Joseph, they had children, but this was her first baby, and this baby uh, was not the son of Joseph, but this baby was the son of God. And that had to have been perhaps disappointing. Like, that was not perhaps the greatest experience you could imagine. Uh, yeah, we're going to have our baby born outside in a barn. But yet, they didn't quit. I want to focus for a minute or two on the wise men. The wise men were very wealthy, very educated, very distinguished men that came from the east. Uh, I believe it's very likely they came from the region of Babylon. Uh, I, I think it's very possible that they read the writings and the prophecy of Daniel. And because of those writings and those prophecies, they were actually able to know and pinpoint, hey, there's coming a Messiah. There is coming a, a king to, that's going to be born. And then, of course, God used that star. No doubt, God used that star. But I don't think they were just walking one day and said, oh, there's a cool star. Let's follow that. I think they were already, I think God was already working. I think they were already uh, uh, seeing some great things that were happening in their lives. But then they followed the star. We don't know how long the journey took, but it could have taken um, up to six months, a year perhaps, to go those 500 miles with all of the things they were traveling with. And of course, the difficulty of, of traveling that far with all those valuable treasures. And they gave up a huge part of, of their time. They gave up a portion of their lives to come all the way to find this baby that was born King of the Jews. And when they got there, what do you think they, they thought when here uh, Mary and Joseph, the Bible says that the time they were in a house, baby, Jesus was not still a tiny newborn baby. And of course, the, the, um, uh, the nativity scenes, that's the way it is. And that, there's nothing wrong with that. But the Bible says that they came to where Mary and the young child were and they came to that house. But don't you know that had to have been a little disappointing? They probably thought, boy, there's going to be a celebration. There's going to, it's going to be a palace. It's going to be a throne. There's going to be a crown already set aside for this baby who's going to be the king. And then to find out that not only were, was he not in some beautiful place, but the king, King Herod in the palace, he didn't have a clue. 
He didn't know what in the world was going on. It's like, what are you talking about? Uh, you know, when you find him, come and tell me, you know, so I can go worship him. There's some disillusionment, I'm sure. And then they find him and then they have to go back another way. Now, I doubt that was a shortcut. <laughs> I doubt that was convenient. There had to have been some disillusionment for those wise men, but yet they didn't quit. They followed God. They followed God's leading in their lives and God brought them through. I don't know what your disillusionment is. I don't know what your struggle is. I don't know what it is that you're dealing with, but I want to tell you this. Don't quit. Through the times of disappointment and disillusionment, keep your eyes on the Lord. And then lastly, I'll give you this, number six. The word is dread. Uh, it's fear. And we all have fears. Uh, but of course, throughout the Christmas story, over and over again, the angel of the Lord says, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. You know why? Because that's our tendency. That's our nature is to fear. Our nature is to worry. Our nature is to panic and stress. The angel appeared to Joseph and to Mary and said, fear not in Luke 1 and in Matthew 1. But then we get to Luke chapter 2. <laughs> There's another group of people that are scared. And the Bible says about the shepherds, they were sore afraid. You know what sore, S-O-R-E, means in that, in that uh, context? It means very. It means extremely. Now, there have been times maybe you've been scared, and then there have probably been some times where you've been very scared. There have been times where you were a little worried, and there, there were times probably where you've been a lot worried. Well, Mary and Joseph, they were worried. Those shepherds, they were very worried. There was fear. But can I tell you, no matter what your dread is, no matter what it is that you're fearful of, you don't have to quit. You don't have to give up. You can keep your eyes on the Lord. You can stay faithful and let God take your fears and let God replace those fears with a peace that passes all understanding. Uh, let, let God take your worry and let God replace it with a confidence and a hope and a trust that is steadfast and sure. I hope today, I hope we'll not quit. And, and by the way, during Christmas especially, uh, don't quit on God. Uh, don't quit on your family. Don't quit on your ministry. Don't quit uh, on, on your marriage. Don't quit on your kids. Don't quit. Just keep on going. Let's stay faithful and keep our eyes on him. Hope you have a great day. Thank you for joining us and uh, have a great weekend. We'll look forward to being back with you on Monday. Yes, I'm on the winning side. Thank you for joining us today on the Winning Side podcast with Jeremy Coburnett, pastor of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina. If today's episode encouraged you in your Christian life, would you consider sharing this daily podcast with a friend, a neighbor, maybe a family member, or a coworker? We are grateful for your help in spreading the good news of Jesus Christ. If we can ever be a help to you in any way, please let us know by calling or texting us at 252-308-4600. Thanks again for listening today, and we look forward to having you join us again next time on The Winning Side Podcast with Jeremy Coburnett.